0: Hey guys, welcome to the Guide Culture Podcast. If you are listening to this episode on its release date, you should know that the next online session is coming up and the last day to enroll is May 11th of 2020.
1: And the next in-person session at GCHQ is June 3rd through 5th. In person? Yes, yes. You guys, we are so Excited that Georgia has lifted the restrictions of
0: quarantine so that we can
1: all be together again because that really is where the magic magic happens. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: we're going to do everything we know to do to make sure that this is a successful and healthy in person session. We are going to be having a smaller class to ensure six feet social distancing. We're going to be sanitizing in between every session. And we're going to continue to wash our hands and just be so aware of what we do. Yeah, we really
1: just want to make sure you're protected and served really at the highest capacity. So we are going to have the in-person and just be so very aware and careful.
0: And this is the most perfect timing to get the best of both worlds, honestly.
1: A hundred percent. So you notice we mentioned the online that starts in May and then the in-person in June. And friends, if both of those things sound like the perfect concoction for you to kick it off um, going forward in the summer. The VIP package is going to be for you where you can start with online in May, have an in-person session in June, and then another online session where you can really get repetition and
0: get training and get the accountability of what the labs provide. Yeah, we've been doing guide culture for a while now and we've seen all different combinations, right? People will take online and then they'll come to the in-person. And what we have noticed that the people that had like tenfold results is when they do it back to back to back. Mm -hmm. So the way this is lining up where you can jump on May online, get that introduction and start practicing and then come right into that June in-person session, man, you are going to be unstoppable. And so if you just want to save time and to make sure it's a good fit, you're welcome to jump into our direct messages at the guide culture on Instagram, or just head to guideculture.co and grab your seat right now. We cannot wait to see you in June. Enjoy the episode.
2: Welcome to the Guide Culture Podcast, where you will build confidence around your leadership and sales skills. We are all leaders and salespeople, and this is where we will focus on improvement. I am Lloyd Day, and today I'm going to share a message on being good material to work with. There are opportunities all around us, and in order to maximize on them, We need to be good material to work with. Also, be sure to download the free playbook from the show notes. Enjoy. Hey, I want to talk to you about be good material to work with, be good soil, be good material to work with. You know, we are pushed into our directions in our life based on our dreams, our vision, our inspiration and based on our circumstances, and then the opportunities that are are at hand around all those things. You know, unless we have the dream or the vision or the inspiration, nothing's really going to happen. You're not going to move in any direction. Having this vision, having the inspiration is so important. I just did a academy training on visualization and did a deep dive into visualization and dreaming and imagination and really and truly everything kind of starts there. And where do you get that? Where do you find that inspiration? Where do you find a reason to be inspired for something? That's why we believe so strongly in, in the scripture reading and trying to get in touch with our inner self so that we can find that inspiration, that light, that fire, that desire that we have. And then around that, once we have that desire or we try to maintain it and keep the fire burning, circumstances are going to change. We're going to have to pivot from one place to the other. We may have to pivot often. I know I've had a lot of pivots in my life, and I'm sure most everybody has, and you will continue to have more. As I have had pivots, I recently had a new pivot towards guide culture, and this was just based on that inspiration. Something inspired me to move that direction. And then the opportunities that that come before us, who knows what those are going to be? Because once we have the vision, we can see what we like and what we want. Circumstances show up. We will pick out and notice the opportunities. It's like the RAS, the reticular activating system. We will see those opportunities based on those dreams and circumstances. Uh, Think of the story of Ray Kroc and the McDonald's brothers. You know, the McDonald brothers had a hamburger shop. They were selling hamburgers. They had one shop and they were were happy and they were proud with it. They had lived out their dream, their vision. That's what they wanted. Their circumstances set that up for them and they were happy with that. And then comes along Ray Kroc and he has a different vision. He has a different dream, maybe a different set of circumstances and maybe a different opportunity. And he took that a different direction. And now we have McDonald's franchise. I know with my insurance agency, I went from nothing and started this thing up, and we've for 30 years now been building it and gotten it to this point. Now, Charlie and Austin, my son in laws, are in there and they're starting from this level. Their vision, their dream, their circumstances, and opportunities will be different than what I had, and they'll do something completely different. But the key is that you keep the fire burning and then you take steps towards that fire and recognize the circumstances and the opportunities. The second thing to think about here is is that all it takes is a small yet genuine belief or faith. Belief, faith, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't take a big one, but it takes something genuine. That spark, that fire really needs to be there. And once it's a genuine belief, a small belief that you can and will and want to do something, then all of a sudden time is not even an issue. We don't, you know, the time whether it's a year or 10 years or 20 years, as long as that fire is alive, you're going to be moving in that direction. And once you get somewhere, you may see somewhere else you want to go, but it still takes the flicker, the fire, the inspiration. All it takes is a small flicker of inspiration and a complete yet humble commitment. Once you have the inspiration, then you have complete dedication towards moving towards that inspiration and it's a humble commitment You're humble and you recognize that you're nothing special. You're nothing great. You're just doing what you do. And if you start thinking of yourself as being prideful for what you're doing or being an unwarranted self-esteem, like you're bigger than what you are for what you're doing, all you're doing is what you should be doing, following that fire that's lit within you. Now, the willingness to follow this lead and take immediate action is the next step, though. You, if, if you f- are just dreaming about it and not doing anything, that's really no good. It doesn't matter how big the step is. It can be a small step in the direction, but the key is to take a step right now, an immediate step in that direction towards where that fire is lit. And then once you take one step, the next thing is the consistency factor to take that step each and every day, to do something each and every day to follow that commitment, to follow the routine, to follow the habit, and to watch that small faith, that genuine belief start to grow as you get more and more into it and you're working harder at it, then the faith and the belief and the fire really should continue to grow. And it's a big trial and error thing. I know for myself, I was a school teacher and a coach, and the fire within me was not I want to go be this grand head coach. That was never an inspiration or a fire. I just kind of fell into the teaching job and the coaching job and I loved it, but the fire was not there for that. The inspiration was not there for that. The inspiration was more into the business world. And then from that point, it's a lot of trial and error. I went and got my real estate license. I did that a time or two and I said, this is not for me. I saw some guy doing photography. I said, well, I can do that for a minimal investment and play the business world on photography. I got into a family business. because I want to see how a real business ran because I had no idea how business really ran. So I got into Linda's father's business to see how business ran. I was in there about five or six years. And then I pivoted again to the insurance world. This is all inspiration driven. This is a this is like a fire. It's like man, this is what I want to do. It was not a mental decision. It was a a uh, spiritual decision. It was an internal decision. Like this is what I want to do. There was no question. And recently, the guide culture thing has started, and that kind of it was led the way that happened for me after I got the insurance business going, and Charlie and Austin came in, and they were. Starting to take off, do things. The other staff were doing things, and basically, I had really worked myself out of a job, and there was really nothing they needed me for like they did before. And they were doing so well with it; it was better for me to back off and let them do it. And I was basically jobless for the most part. And then I started building this sales material class because I knew I had a little interest in that. I knew the sale, I knew the training that I had discovered was really good, and I'd been keeping up with it all these years. And I started just kind of putting it together, and then for some reason I went out to the big Ziegler training. I went to the Ziegler um, Legacy Certified training. I don't even know why I went, but when I went out there, I realized that I was not in a position to do any of this stuff. I didn't know what I was doing, and when I came back realizing that, I went to the Toastmasters and started doing the Toastmasters for two or three years. And while I was doing that, I said, Macy, you need to get involved here. You need to learn to speak better. You need to learn to present. You need to work on this part of your game because I can see you doing this one day. And all these things were took a few years to develop. And then Macy was starting her business. And I said, you really need to learn this sales training that I believe in, that I know works, my formula, my method. I said, I know this works. You need to try it. And so she learned and she did it. So the guide culture thing, it started from an a serious spark and inspiration that, yeah, I want to do this. I see this. I like this. I can see something here. But it took a long time to get to the point where actually delivering the content. And I didn't know that I was even intentionally doing that, but she took the lead, but without some kind of a vision or an idea, because I'd even mentioned to Charlie way before this got started, he like, man, it'd be kind of cool to have a training space for sales training on the first floor of this building because we're on the second floor. That was just a, a vision that I didn't dream it could possibly come true. But those are these little small steps that are followed by the inspiration. The inspiration leads, the small steps and little directions towards that is what develops it. And that's the way it happened with me. But the third thing to think about here is the attitude, your attitude, my attitude, all of our attitudes. And the first thing is we, have, we do have to live in that obedience, that commitment to what we're doing. We get focused in a direction and we stay committed to it as long as you know that direction is there. Trial and error is fine. You may find, well, this doesn't work. This does. This looks like it could work. This doesn't. I don't really feel excited about this. But trial and error along the way, taking those little steps as small as they may be, but taking steps and trying things and figuring out what to cut and what to stick with. But the other thing is to stay in a positive belief. Once you go negative, once you go into that hole of negativity and and doubt and following the news and once you go into that hole you you just can't come out of that. You have to stay out of that hole into a positive belief. I remember when 2008 hit, I was in that hole. I was listening to all the news every day. I was all worried about the economy, I was worried about my my exposures, my debt that I had, all those things. And I started going down that hole. And once I realized it, and I changed my thinking by changing what I was bringing into my mind, I was changing my environment. Once I did all that, nothing changed on the outside, but I changed completely on the inside. And once I changed completely on the inside, I started living so much happy. The staff, the people around me started having belief themselves all of a sudden, we started talking to customers differently. We started reaching out to customers because we, we saw that there was opportunities. And so it completely changed the way we did business just because of the belief change, which was completely based on the input that I was allowed into my brain. I've seen it happen over and over again that this is critical for us. And that leads us into gratitude. The gratitude has so many things that goes with it. It uh, you know the gratitude attitude, the thankfulness, you know that's physical. Like that will make you live longer. It boosts your immune system. You go into stress and worry attitude, it's going to improve increase your stress and lower your immune system. That has a physical response between the way we think about these things. And that's what we talked about. Anytime we start feeling all self worth, too big and too much pride, and we're so proud of what we've done, we just need to realize this is just what we're supposed to do. This is what we're supposed to do. We're nothing special by doing this. We don't brag on ourselves. We say, This is what I do, and I'm thankful that I can do this. It is so important to have that thought. You know, I'm not doing anything great. I'm just thankful that I can. Work on myself, that I can manage my time, that I can work on myself physically, that I can pour positive things into my family. I can pour positive things into the people around me. I can go work hard and find business. I can, can, can. And that's right there in itself is a gratitude, is a thankful state of mind. And we want to choose this gratitude over fear, choose gratitude over pride, choose gratitude over everything, and be thankful for the opportunity opportunity. Give you a quick story of the 10 apples. Heard this uh, this, uh, today, actually, and I want to share it with you. There was this guy walking through the forest, and he could not find any food, and he couldn't find his way out. He was lost and starving. He was there for one day, for two days, for three days. Then all of a sudden, he tripped across this apple tree, and it had fresh fruit on it. Fresh apples, fresh sweet apples on this apple tree. He got so excited. So he picked like 10 apples. He put them in his bag and he ate one immediately. And it was awesome. It was great. And then he ate the second one and it was great too. It was awesome, but not as good as the first one. Then he ate the third one, fourth one, fifth one. And each one that he ate, it was not quite as good as the one before. And by the time he got to the 10th apple, he didn't even want it anymore. He just took it and threw it away and says, I don't even want this. It's not even that good. Now, the point is it was the same apple as the first apple. It was just as good as the first apple. It was within him that he decided that 10th apple was not as good as the first apple. He forgot to appreciate that first apple. He lost his appreciation of that and was taking for granted all of his apples. And the second story around this same formula of gratitude is a story of the ventilator. Did y'all hear about the guy in Italy that came off the ventilator from, from his COVID-19 pneumonia that he had? He came off the ventilator and after he got ready to go home, the, the hospital said, oh, you need to pay us for the use of this ventilator. Used it for one day, you need to pay us for that. And the guy started crying. And the hospital said, well, it's okay. You don't have to pay for it if you can't afford it. And he said, oh, I can't afford the ventilator. That's not why I'm crying. The reason I'm crying was because I had to pay for one day of air, and I've been breathing God's air for my whole life, and I didn't even realize it. The gratitude of just what we have and the opportunities that we have and all the things that we can do with our physical ability, our strength, our skills, our opportunities, that's up to us. And once we decide we're thankful for that opportunity and we go out and do something with it, that is when everybody's life changes. I'm going to give you a couple of action items. I'm gonna, I've, ta- I've talked about the action items for building your faith. And I'm going to tie these in with action items for building yourself, building your soul, building your business, building whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compare and contrast these action items. Now we've talked about to build your faith. We really believe strongly. I believe strongly in three things. I was taught this and I believe in it. One is reading scripture regularly. The other one is praying. And the third one is fellowship, Christian fellowship. The scripture and the prayer really is building relationship with God. And the prayer, really think about it, that's vision. A lot of times when I pray, I'm just visualizing the things that I want and I'm sharing it with God and allowed him to visualize that with me and inspire me about these things that I want. So scripture and prayer, relationship building, and visualization. Then the third thing is Christian fellowship. That's simply being with like-minded people and being in the right environment. All those things together, if you'll stick with them and work hard at those, then you can build your faith. That's a great way to build faith and to build closeness with God and build wisdom, character, all those things. Now, let's compare that to if you want to build your business, if you want to have something. Well, you need to learn, you need to read, you need to learn your product knowledge and marketing knowledge. You have to work on those things. You have to know your product, you have to know what you're doing, you have to have enough value to take to the marketplace. You got to know what you're doing. Marketing knowledge would be some guide culture training that we give you on how to sell. The vision or the dream is the other part. I time that with the prayer. The, the, uh, the market product knowledge goes with scripture reading. The vision of the dream goes with prayer. You still have to have that same vision, that spark, that light that makes you want to go in a direction. And Then you have to take those steps on a daily basis. And the third thing is the right environment, being around these like-minded people, having the right support, having the right training, that right environment, that positive mindset, the people that are believing with you, is so important and to help you get to where you want to go so i encourage you to be good material to work with you're going to be pushed into a direction it takes a small and genuine belief and the right attitude as you move in those directions you guys have a great day and we will be talking to you again soon we hope you enjoyed this episode of the guide culture podcast building ourselves is an ongoing process Our passion is to inspire you to lead yourself and those around you.